Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Two, three, maybe a fourth. They're coming out of his beat six and seven. Top the moment is Brendan Eight. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Here we are, round 14, or better known as Origin Eve, as we come to you on Tuesday night. You're probably listening to us on Wednesday morning. If you are, happy Origin Day. Origin 1, it is here, New South Wales versus Queensland, to kick us off tonight on this round 14, and very much the impacts of tonight's game, or Wednesday night's game as we record on Tuesday. It will be felt in round 14. Tommy Hudson, welcome back here, mate. You're flying again. Yeah, good day, Ryan. I read arrows this week, but only small ones, and it was a tough round, obviously, with the the buy effect team. So we'll take it. But yeah, Origin uh, Wednesday night tonight for some of you listening, very exciting, and obviously the whole state of Origin series is exciting. But there's something special about Game One, isn't there? There is. You got to get off to a good start, and both New South Wales and Queensland will be hoping to do exactly that on Wednesday night. Uh, Origin One obviously sets the tone for the rest of the series, so. Uh, we'll be looking on, watching on with uh, keen interest, not only for the result in that game, but also the impacts to come out of it. And uh, that's where we'll start tonight. Obviously, uh, plenty to get through Teamless Tuesday, of course, but coming to you on the Tuesday before the Night of Origin, a little bit tricky, Tommy, to cast the eye too far forward to round 14, the weekend's games, because a lot of it's going to depend on injuries and who backs up and who doesn't. Yeah, it will be an interesting week. It's probably a good week to have a, a Twitter account and follow people like NRL Physio, Wackers, Whispers, all the usual suspects over there on Twitter because uh, it's going to come down to a lot of probably last-minute fitness decisions. And uh, the big players are probably the ones that are most owned in Supercoach. Yeah, of course, uh, as you say there, there's uh, some accounts to keep a hold of at the weekend, not least our own, at Supercoach365. That's where you'll get us. Uh, importantly that we say this as well as we record on Tuesday Get our final teams on Thursday, uh, or sorry, rather Friday this week, no Thursday night footy, and we'll also do our captain's call probably likely on Thursday after we settle uh, the dust on Origin. Tommy, that captain's call was flying last week. I think we picked the the top three uh, highest scorers in round 13. Yeah, we we did well with that, and weren't they a very, I suppose, massive impact to the scoring last week with the limited players, those who went big and those who captained those players had a massive advantage. That's where we're going to start this this week. Of course, the good, the bad, and the ugly for round 13. We do it at the start of the podcast every week. Our ranks on your screen there, largely impacted by, as you say, good captaincy choices, and that is my good for round 13. Joey Manu, the captain, contributing heavily to my overall score there of 887. A top 10% score last week, but playing significantly down on troops I was. I think I had about 11 in the end. Uh, Joey Manu, what did he get, 260 as captain, just really carried that score. He certainly did. Same for me. I think I woke up on Sunday morning and I was a bit off super coach. I thought I was in for a really bad score. And then Joey saved the day. But someone else I want to mention is uh, Joe Tarpanay, another Joey. He's absolutely flying. He could be the best forward in the game at the moment. The meters is putting up the offloads. He got 78 the other day and he's just pumping them out on a weekly basis. So he's been a great pickup for myself. 
Yeah, it wasn't exactly super coach relevant last year, but I remember this sort of time of the year in 2020, back end of the year, uh, as the Raiders went on a little bit of a run, he was uh, instrumental in all of that, and obviously uh, his game very super coach friendly at the same time, much like a Pangai Jr. or a, a David Fafita even when they're flying. For me, though, my bad uh, has to be Fletcher Baker. Just a 27 last week, didn't play the minutes I was expecting him to, even got the start. Uh, with Hargraves out there, and I've been holding him for weeks. I think I've traded him about six or seven weeks ago. Got a start and did absolutely nothing. So Fletcher Baker's 27, my bad for the week. Yeah, a low score for me as well with uh, Christian Tupelotu. He, he's been decent in the weeks. I've held him, a lot of people have, but you know this was the week where you really held him for round 13, home mm. to the Warriors, and he only got, I think, 17, and the team scored 44. So not a great effort from here, unfortunately. No, there were some other big efforts across the weekend, though, and if you weren't holding them, much like Drinkwater, who kicked us off on Thursday night, I can see here maybe skipping ahead in our run sheet a little bit here, but Drinkwater, one of those names, and for me personally, names like Kikau and Olakawatu, uh, names that I didn't have in my team for round 13 that could have boosted my score there at 887, back into the top 10%, but it could have been a whole lot different, a whole lot more. Yeah, on the same, my ugly was Drinkwater. I didn't have him, and then... I wasn't watching the game on Saturday night, and thankfully, because every time I checked the score, you know, Garrick and Olakowatu were were pumping up the totals, so uh, that was a tough watch, but at least everyone is back this week for everybody. All hands on deck, hopefully so anyway. Let's get through Origin first. Uh, just recapping the scores for those listening along the podcast feeds, not watching us on Spotify, uh, Tommy with an 8.73 last week. Mate, you said red arrows, but you're still firmly inside that top 1,000, so that's definitely the goal for the back end of the year. Yeah, it is, and I probably knew I was going to go down a little bit last week, given that I definitely wasn't targeting round 13 as a big scoring week, so mm-hmm. I'm still in the top of 1,000, so I'll take that. Uh, myself, personally, uh, look, a, ranked, uh, sorry, a season rank change of about 5,000, still only inside the top 10%, and only just a, an overall score of 14,080 Supercoach points, season rank of 13,000, so a long way behind you, Tommy, but looking at those points, the overall points that we both scored... Just eight, nine, ten good weeks to come here, and I may make up some ground, and that, that top 10% ranking could very quickly become top 5%. Well, the coming weeks, the coming 10 weeks, 12 weeks, is where the long-term planning, I guess, that people that take it seriously, I guess, like yourself and I, yeah. it'll come into fruition, the the long-term planning. So if you're happy with what you've done long-term and you stick to your plans, I'm sure the rank will end up paying off, and uh, it'll, it'll match the effort you've put in sort of thing. That's got to be, I guess, the takeaway from round 13, doesn't it? If you are playing that long game, you didn't target that week particularly, stick to your guns. Don't sort of rush in this week or in the coming weeks to to make up immediate ground. Uh, Bide your time. You'll make it back. Let's recap some of the results from last week, though, on your screens here now. Round 13, obviously, just the four games. Uh, The Cowboys, far too good for the Titans, 32 points to 6 on Thursday. And the Panthers just kept on rolling on, Tommy, 30 points to 18 over the wounded dogs but in saying that 18 points for the dogs you must be happy and some of those other trading targets like Burton like Adokar they proved us wrong last week yeah Burton had a great night um still no Tavita Pangai Jr which he would have had a good game the other night probably Hmm. against the weakened Panthers but I just thought the takeout from that was just how good is Penrith as a club Uh, not just super coach just as an NRL team you know they have seven players out and they still produced such a good effort at home. Uh, Seagulls beat the Warriors very easily on Saturday night. Obviously, we've seen since Nathan Brown has been shown the door. And on Sunday afternoon, the Mighty Raiders got another win over the Roosters. Yeah, just uh, on that, about the coaching, um, some news today. Obviously, Brown, one of them, and Michael Maguire, another, to to exit their respective clubs uh, halfway through the season. So maybe mid-season reviews coming into full effect there. Uh, chatting mid-season reviews. We're going to get to that very, very soon. But before we do, let's just have a look at this, our uh, overall group for uh, the Supercoach 365 listeners, 576-855. And we're proud to say it. I was actually chatting to Troy today. He's gone to rank number one overall, the Roosters Pack. So we've mentioned him here every week. He's been leading our group. And credit to him. He's obviously had a good week. He's targeted his fixtures well. First overall at the halfway point, uh, plenty to look forward to there for Troy. And I said to him, what's your tips, mate? Give us give us something. He said, mate, I've just got to pick the right captains now for the next 13 weeks. And it sounds easy, than, <laughs> easy done, but um, definitely the, the right tactic for, for Troy and others going forward as well. 
Well, leading at halfway, no one can take that off him now because he's there. That's a pretty awesome achievement. Um, I think if he's still in the running, and I'm sure he will be, come the, the glory bound rounds, we might have to get him on the podcast. Yep, uh, we'll keep in touch with Troy uh, in the meantime. Again, that $500 top prize courtesy of top tippers. For those still submitting their tips, well done. Uh, some movement there as well. Uh, Hayden Buchanan, as we just roll that graphic back a little bit there, uh, showing the way um, quite nicely. Actually, in fact, Don is, but um, Hayden making some ground last week. Top tippers, another $500. Search SC365 listeners to get involved there. Tommy, we're at the midway point. I asked a question on our Instagram yesterday. If we're doing a draft for today, for the rest of the season, how do these rankings look? Uh, put them up on your screens here now or for those listening. This is what we settled on, didn't we, you and I? A top 10 at the halfway stage. Number one, probably no surprises there, Nico Hines. Uh, massive rise in the rankings, though. I think preseason we had him at least second round of the draft, but he's found his way up here to the top of the tree. Yeah, I think we were both quite sceptical, you know, that he could reproduce the form he showed last year, coming to a new club in a new position without the likes of Craig Bellamy and uh, Cameron Monster at, at a club. But he, he's kind of above and beyond our expectations. He's been awesome. And look, I agree, he probably is. If you're doing a draft right now, he's the one you pick. He, he touches the ball probably more than anybody in the uh, He's great to watch. And I don't think you could argue with probably two and three on that list either. Yep, holding firm there at their respective positions that we had them in before a ball was kicked. Nathan Cleary at two, Pappenhausen at three. Some big movement around the storm, though, when it comes to Harry Grant. We've got him up at fourth overall, narrowly ahead of Cameron Munster. And I think key to their rise has been not only their form, but the lack of depth in those respective positions. Hookers and 5.8s, when you've got a good one, you've got to hang on to them. Yeah, Harry Grant's been awesome. Um, I think we probably knew he was going to be, but like you said, there's not a lot of depth in that hooking position, and he is, he's dominated that. Cam Munster's been great, as we kind of hoped he would. Uh, number six, James Tedesco, he's improving with every week, and uh, he, he always peaks around origin, so he's definitely someone you want to have at the moment. Isaiah Papali is the first, I guess, four in our in our list. Uh, I think he's been another surprise pack. We probably didn't talk him up that much preseason. Mm. But he's been absolutely awesome. He definitely has that game which lends itself to super coach and I guess chasing the high ceiling in the preseason that we were. We had other names in here. Obviously, some injuries have played a role in this as well. No Tom Travojevic. But Isaiah Papali'i at seven, it looks high. But, I mean, consistency versus his potential to score tries and go big, he's right up there with the very best. He's shown that already this year. Damian Cook, another name which probably would have slipped to second and third rounds in a lot of drafts for those playing at home. Again, coming back to the depth in the hooker position, he's only narrowly shaded by Harry Grant, and he's uh, been back to close to his 2018 best. And then maybe some surprise names here to round us out, Tommy. Uh, pick 9 and pick 10, again, going off current form versus what we've seen and what we expected from the preseason. Joey Manu and Dylan Brown. That man, Manu, 130 last week with the captaincy, 260. Just shows you his high ceiling. I think I heard he had 33 runs on uh, Sunday, so that's a lot of a lot of ball he had in hand. And if he was their full-time fullback, or if he went to another club and was full-time fullback, yeah. he would probably be higher than ninth in a draft, wouldn't he? I mean, going off what we saw, I think he was 130, no try. I don't know if he had a try assist. He may have. One try assist. One try assist, okay. But in saying that, still, that's a phenomenal score. Ruben Garrick playing fullback at the weekend as well, scored a double kicked a handful of goals and, and scored 99. Still a great score, but just shows you Joey's Mar uh, Joey Manu's game, much like Tedesco with the runs across field and palming off, breaking tackles. Very super coach friendly indeed. If you agree with that, disagree with that, feel free to, uh, to leave a comment here on YouTube or get back to us on our Instagram. We do like all of the feedback uh, heading into round 14. We we'll, might check in with that at the back end or midway through the, the second half of the season as well, Tommy. A uh, bit of fun heading into the final series. Of course, don't go anywhere leading up to the final series. This is the place to be, the Supercoach365 podcast. You'll get us right across your feeds on YouTube as well, and as we say, right across the socials at Supercoach365. Tommy, let's talk some round 14 footy now, and obviously we, we preface this by saying some impacts of origin probably still to be felt, and probably none more so than in this game. The Cowboys, a host of stars, not named to back up, but getting through Wednesday night unscathed. They probably will be there come Friday, you'd think. Yeah, this is a game that would be very interesting. I think without tooting our own horn, we kind of said two weeks ago that the Cowboys-Dragons game, there might not be players that do back up because it's 48 hours after 
after Origin 1 mm-hmm. are Ruben Cotter, Holmes, Nanai, all named in the reserves list. I guess, like you're saying there, if they do pull, pull up fine Thursday morning, we still could see them. So you've got to sort of wait around and, and just wait and see that the final team is 24 hours out. Of course, this game at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. So back at home, they'll probably have a, a day to recover. Again, I say I say they're likely to back up, maybe probably more so Valentine Holmes than the two forwards. Uh, Tom Dearden, another one that probably will play this one if he's not required on Wednesday night. The Cowboys, $1.20 favorites with topsport.com.au. The line, minus 13.5. The Dragons, rank outsiders here, $4.60. Uh, again, they're getting the plus 13.5 at $1.90. I want to talk about Scott Drinkwater, though, Tommy, because uh, he showed last week what he can do, a score of 119. Just the nine games this year, four scores sorry, four scores in those nine, uh, upwards of 90 points, just 14% owned. So is he someone that it's still not too late to get in Scotty Drinkwater, given what we've seen from him to this point? Look, it's probably not too late, but at the same time, I think you should have probably got to him before the buy because he was, a, as he proved, as it turned out to be, you know, 113 or whatever. He was a great player to own in round 13. He won't play the second buy. So, like, I'm not going to go to him. I feel like I might have missed the boat a little bit, but I'm still yep. short, I'm still sure there's big scores to come. Uh, he, he's definitely holding down that fullback position, even with the likes of the hammer in the team. Just the volatility of the way he plays the game as well. Not a fullback like a Manu or a Tedesco who's going to churn out 60-70 base on any given day, you'd think, um, given the way that they play. Tackle bus, throw them amongst that score as well. But uh, some people were, were saying they wished that they vice-captain Drinkwater at full-time, and they didn't, myself probably included. But then I reminded myself, hey, this guy was on one point after 20 minutes played. So, yes, he has the high ceiling, but he's also got the low floor. We saw that against uh, Penrith in round 12, and I think he got an 11 or a 12 supercoach points. Yeah, exactly right. He probably doesn't have that natural base like a Manu, like you say, or a Teddy. Uh, looking at the Dragons, not a lot of team news really. Tarek Sims has been named, but he obviously is another who will have to get through that game. We've got uh, Jaden Sewer sitting on the reserves. He'd probably be likely to come in on that edge. Yep. Uh, Cody Ramsey, he's been doing a pretty good job at fullback. He's there again this week. I think the, the Dragons have definitely surprised me this year. I think they're actually a decent side, and I think they might be able to make a game of it with the Cows on Friday night. Yeah, if I'm betting the Dragons here, topsport.com.au, I'm probably taking the 13.5 on offer. Pending as well if Ben Hunt backs up and obviously throw Tarek Sims into that mix as well, uh, coming back from their respective state teams because they're big names and if they are to get within, well, just a shader over two tries, um, we know what the Cowboys' defense can do. They're going to have to play a role. Uh, those two, you'd think... Talking anytime try scorers and such, we might leave that on ice tonight because we've got a big game of Origin to get through and a big offer from Top Sport as well. So we might be putting a few of our pennies towards that at some point. Anything else here? This one, uh, Friday night, of course, first game of the week, 7.55, just the one game on Friday night. No, not really. As I said before, just look out on Twitter, look at it on our feed as well for uh, updates about the teams. Uh, that leads us into then Saturday afternoon footy. Uh, three games on Saturday, the first of those at 3 p.m. The Gold Coast Titans, the top sport Titans, back at home up against the Rabbitohs. $2.75 outsiders with their supporting partner. Uh, they're getting a 6.5 start at $1.90 there. The Rabbitohs, $1.45. Um, what are we doing with the Rabbitohs? Because it's getting to that time of the year now where if they're going to play finals footy, these names like Walker, Johnston, Latrell, when he's back, they're going to have to start churning out some points and they're going to become super coach relevant at, at some point. Yeah, they are. And uh, they play round 17. I think they'll be a popular side, much like, you know, Manly and the Cowboys were popular players coming into round 13. South will be one of those teams which people are targeting in round 17 when they play Newcastle. Um, they, they really haven't hit their straps this year. The previous game they did smash West. Maybe that was a sign of things to come. I don't know. Uh, Ken Murray and Jairo are named to back up. Blake Taff, 18th man. I find that interesting. I think he's probably better than that personally, but man, it sucks for me. I've got him in my team. Yeah, so do many others as well. And again, you mentioned there the the upside to Taff. His goal kicking was one of those reasons why you traded him in. Those great run of fixtures, which they probably didn't capitalize on to the fullest extent, outs, but he was a shining light in that uh, different stage as Blake Taff. Just on that, who's kicking goals for this week for South Sen? Is that someone we should maybe look at or look to? Because Latrell's still not back, so someone's going to have to kick him. 
Yeah, your guess is as good as mine there. Perhaps Lachlan Ilias can kick goals. I, I don't really know. I think he might have kicked a couple when Taff was on the bench last time. I don't know. But look, Cody Nakarima, they're putting a lot of faith in him at fullback. He's not a noted fullback. So this yeah. will be interesting. But on the flip side of the coin, the Titans, their fullback, they've gone back to AJ Brimson because Jaden Campbell's now for eight weeks. He just can't stay on the field, unfortunately. Yeah, just on Cody there, he probably is the one, isn't he? Um, pretty good goal kicker in his time at the Warriors. So if you're holding Nicarima, which I think you actually are in our draft, that's probably not too bad to missing out on uh, Blake Taff even. Uh, Cody Walker there, as we mentioned, one of those names, Alex Johnston. Uh, Campbell Graham, I thought he was probably hard done by not to be playing in this Origin game one. But uh, yeah, again, some of these names that we will be looking at for round 17. The Titans... I don't know what's doing with the Titans. Um, you mentioned there Brimson back at fullback, and he looked pretty good last week, I thought. So he could be a pot option heading into the back end of the year. Yeah, he's definitely someone I'd consider. Um, I guess, again, we spoke about round 13 so much the last six weeks. Now it's going to be all about round 17, and yeah. he's not playing round 17, so maybe it does lower his stocks a little bit. But I probably prefer him at fullback. Uh, Paul Turner comes in. I think he was a former warrior. But yeah, they're looking a bit, they're just looking frazzled, the Gold Coast. Even when they lead games, they lose them all, they get flogged. Uh, I don't know really if it's going to get any easier against us on Saturday. No, and just one more time, and I don't want to keep harping on about Cody Walker, but I've got here in the notes, is now the time to get on to Cody because you think these Penrith halves, they're pretty well set in this Origin team, pending an injury. And even if there is an injury, I don't know if Cody's been playing well enough to force his way into the New South Wales team. Freddie maybe goes back to the experienced hand in, in Luke Keary or another one of these names. But just want to bring you through South's draw. Obviously, the Titans this week looks a good fixture. Then the Dragons. Then they're at home to the Eels. So not an easy game, that one, but playing round 17 against Newcastle. And then uh, a game against the Bulldogs in round 18. So, I mean, four out of five of those games there, they do look... Very friendly fixtures for Cody Walker. And if you are looking to move on from a drink water or, or someone else at the top of their maybe cash position, Walker could be a name to go to. Yep, three of his last five games, he scored over 85 points, including 100 last week against the Tigers. I think, not a must-have, but he's close because, you know, round 17, he's a very good captain option against Newcastle. Really good run there, as you say. I think he's a great option, yes. Okay, that's probably where I'll be looking in the coming weeks. Maybe not this week. I'm keeping the powder dry. I'm getting it out of the air uh, early here. No trading places for me this week. You may have one, Tommy, so we'll stick around for that. But me, I kind of said it in the, in the past couple of weeks, this week and maybe even next week, I need to hold firm. That's just the way I've set my season up. Uh, but Cody Walker, definitely someone I may look to get in in the coming weeks. Look, I've got nothing else here. Speaking of must-haves, let's move straight into this game here, the Roosters and the Storm. Uh, this one, 5.30pm at the SCG, the grand old girl. Must have. Is Angus Crichton back at that point, Tommy? Because he's he's banging down the doors of origin selection. That's probably the only knock I have on getting back to Angus if I don't have him already. Yeah, um, we didn't think we'd be having this conversation, did we? We thought he'd be in origin for sure. Mm. Um, he wasn't brilliant the other day against Canberra, but then he did lay on a try and ended up with a score of 83. So he's really flying in terms of super coach points. He hasn't gone below... 70 in his past three weeks he's becoming very consistent again how he used to be so yeah i think he's going to be one of those players you want to come home with three round average as you say there of 80 a five round average of 70 and those who got him back in at the cut price are probably licking their lips and they're very happy to be holding him rounds 14 through to 17 at least then you maybe make your mind up again and if you can hold him for an extra week and finish the season with angus you won't be disappointed i won't think nor will you if you find a way to hang on to their origin stars, the three of them. Uh, named to back up, of course, I'm talking of Tedesco, uh, Daniel Tupo, and Lindsay Collins. So pending their fitness, they'll be there for this one. A blockbuster game against Melbourne. Hopefully Cameron Munster on deck for the Storm. Yeah, all the big names are named. Hopefully they uh, get through tomorrow night unscathed and they can play. Uh I guess the Storm, I guess it's one of those games, it's not an easy fixture on paper for either team. Does that, I guess, lower the prospects of the likes of Munster and Grant in terms of captaincy options and going big? Potentially so. Uh, Melbourne expected to get the win with top sport at least. $1.47, the line, a flat six. The Roosters, $2.70 outsiders. The SCG just doesn't hold that fear that I think it once did when, you know, think of the Cronk era where they won 
something ridiculous like 18 of 20 games at the SCG. I think that's sort of gone out the window. Teams are getting adept and more used to playing at the SCG. Um, if Munster, Grant, Hughes uh, are all on deck, I think the Storm win. Pappenhausen's still not back, by the way, so we, we, we wait for Pappenhausen to return. Uh, but looking at this one, I think it'll be a, a highly competitive game, but the Storm should edge them, and maybe this is the time where Jerome Hughes just starts to step up, you know, Brandon Smith even as well, as these other players back up from these big rep games, the, the onus is going to fall on these Kiwi stars to step up and deliver. Yeah, I agree, and we saw what a full-strength Roosters, how they played against Penrith a few weeks back. They actually played okay, but Penrith just showed they were way too good for them. I feel like the Storm are probably in the class of the Panthers, so I think... It might be a pretty dominant win for Melbourne, but just on Pappenhausen, um, if he is due back in the next few weeks, I think he's almost a must-have for round 17. I can't imagine he's going to force his way into origin this year, unfortunately for him. So he's a great captain option for that round. Definitely, and and someone that you want to be looking to start stockpiling some cash because unless you're able to trade boost in that week, which a lot of people won't be, but if you're holding on to these other names like Cleary, like Munster, you're going to have to use three, potentially four trades in round 17 to get in at Pappenhausen, to get him back, uh, Archie. So, no, definitely uh, some good foresight needed there. Um, for the Roosters, though, obviously Joey Manu with Tedesco back moves back to the center wing slot. So let's see if he can back it up, Joey, because I love what I saw from him the other day, but different prospect him playing in the centers than it is roaming across the field in number one. Yeah, it is, and I, we can't expect, you know, 130 effort again. And his average at fullback over the last two years is something like 80. So he's very good there. He's still good in the centres. He's averaging 71 overall this year. I've got him, and I'm probably pretty happy just to ride him out to the end of the year. Speaking of big names coming back, uh, the Broncos see that on Saturday night, a rare Saturday, Saturday night game up at Suncorp. Uh, the Broncos and the Raiders with Adam Reynolds back from his hamstring injury. I guess the surprise news and much to the, the delight of super coaches, at least, is Ezra Mam will move to jersey number six. Tyson Gamble out with what he's called lower leg soreness. But Ezra mm. Mam, what are we doing with him? Because he's going to be the popular trade-in target, I think, that minus 109 break even. Uh, if you, again, we come back to cashing out and preserving some cash and stockpiling that away. He is a great option to do that. He is a great option, and Brisbane play that round 17. Whether or not he is there, I guess, is the question. How bad is Tyson Gamble's injury? Or if Ezra Man just plays really well, could he could he hold down that number six jersey? Well, I think what he's done to this point, three tries this on debut, looked every part of first grader uh, in that game against Newcastle a couple of weeks ago, and he backed it up, which was, I think, more important than what he did in his first week. Um, yeah, I think the only question is there, obviously, his job security. At the very least, I think he can hold down a bench spot. Uh, I think Jake Turpin's been told that he can negotiate with other clubs as well. So maybe that shows you where the Broncos are thinking back end of the year. Uh, just still on the Broncos, their team news. Payne Haas, Katoni Staggs, Carrigan and Cobbo all set to back up. But interestingly, Kurt Capewell has been handed a rest, despite what's going to happen on Wednesday night. Yeah, I think he's almost the only player across the whole game who's just been rested without even being on the team sheet. Uh, for Canberra, Whiten and Papali'i are named. They're going really well, to be honest. Tarpanese flying, as I said. Uh, Savage also the other day looked the part. And a, a friend of the Supercoach, well, not, not us, but Supercoach in general, James Schiller, player who almost everyone started with, he's back yeah. on the wing. So if you held him till now... I don't know. He might get a 20 for you on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. If you captain him, you might get your 20. Um, what What did you make of him last week, Dave? I mean, everyone was raving and ranting. Yes, Schiller's back this week. He sat on the bench, didn't play a minute. So, again, that's just super coach for you, isn't it? Just dangling the carrot and just uh, you know, too far out of reach at the end. He, he looked like just another body. I think he got me to 12 players for the round, but they didn't get on. So it was it was pretty pointless exercise. Um yeah, I don't know. This game's tricky. I think, obviously, Brisbane are a hot side. They've got a few players going to back up from Origin, though. Canberra are riding a wave at the moment. I reckon we can make a game of it. Yep, and so do the punters here. The line just six, and I think a couple of weeks ago, this would have been closer to 10 or 12. Uh, Raiders getting that start. I think the the away trip uh, makes the Broncos favourites here. $1.45 with top sport head-to-head. The Raiders $2.75 outsiders. Could be some value there. Uh, the over 41 and a half 
on a dry Brisbane track, if we get one, could be a good go. Some players backing up there from Origin. I think counting probably seven players at least, if they all back up and fit, will will be back on deck there. Maybe some tired legs late in that one. Uh, anything else there, Tommy, on that one? Or are we happy to leave that game there? And obviously, as we say, the, the talking point, Ezra Mem, may feature in our trading places. He's a big one, isn't he? I think a lot of people will be having the same discussion. I, I didn't even think of him until... 4pm today, but now he's definitely a factor. Yeah, and if I was going to break my own rule there, he would be the one that I'd look to. Again, stay tuned to our final teams on uh, Thursday, or rather Friday night, I keep getting that wrong. Friday night, 7pm, we'll put up our team list for round 14, Tommy and I. Uh, This one here, though, the Sunday afternoon game, the first of three games on Sunday. Good to see a triple header on Sunday. Hopefully a good crowd out here at Campbelltown Stadium to see the Majlis West Tigers take on the Manly Seagulls and Brett Kamali taking the reins out there. Uh, interesting. Uh, I think he's got a good footy brain, um, Noddy. So let's see what he can do with the Tigers. They are outsiders here. $2.65 with top sport. Getting a six and a half start. Manly, $1.48 favourites. Yeah, interesting timing, I guess, of the sacking. I kept hearing all year that he was going to be gone before next season, but you know, to do it mid-year, I don't know, maybe they're trying to get a head start and plan for the future, but uh Look, I think they're going pretty ordinary. Man, he had a good win the other night. They welcome back DCE. Ruben Garrick, he was quite impressive, as we mentioned earlier, 99 points. Mm. Could he start a little run, maybe? If you have him at the moment, I think you're probably happy to hold him for a while. Yeah, definitely. And I guess one of those names that you would have been hoping to finish with last year, um, alongside Tom Travojevic. Obviously, Tommy's not there this year, so it's a different proposition. And I looked at him for last week. I've, I've looked at him in the last couple of weeks, in fact, and the no-turbo factor. It, it had to be one. You had to consider Turbo not being there because last year when Turbo went big, Garrick went big. Garrick at fullback, different proposition. But he showed you last week, he is just a class footy player and supporting around the ball, maybe a different element to his game besides just finishing off Turbo's good work. Yeah, I, I agree. I probably didn't, probably underrated him as a, as a footballer in his own right. You know, he doesn't just need Turbo. He can still do a job on his own. Uh, Jason Saab got back on the score sheet last week. Not sure what score he got, but I can't imagine it was too high knowing his base stats. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Tua Pelotu, of course, he was also disappointing. And Cool is still there, banging out 40s every week. So a few uh, frustrating mm. stories at Manly, I'd have to say. Also, Josh Schuster played well, but he's back to the bench again. So he just can't hold down a spot inside that side. Yep, DCE name to back up here. So... Um, keep your eyes on that and obviously you mentioned Schuster there still no signs of Ben Travojevic one of those names that we were hoping to see in round 13 still out injured some good news for the West Tigers finally David Nofaluma is back I think he's been battling concussions and ongoing symptoms so I wish him all the very best and one of their very best from season 2021 at least Adam Dewey not named here but he's uh, said to be aiming at a round 16 comeback game and what a game that will be as the Warriors head back to Mount Smart Stadium yeah, awesome, uh, awesome occasion, and I can't wait to see Adam Dewey come back. He was the heart and soul of the Tigers last year by far. He was their best player easily, so it'd be good to see him come back into the fold. Uh, dual position, 5'8", centre, three-quarter. What do we think? Do we put him straight back in? They play the bye round. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I guess the only knock that I have on Dewey, I was massive on him this time last year. I, I think I finished with him in my team. His goal-kicking is incredible. I don't think he gets that back straight away at least. Um, so keep an eye on that. I think Hastings has done a good enough job, and even Luke Brooks hasn't been the worst uh, with the goal-kicking. Coming back from a knee injury, I don't know if it's his right knee. That could be another factor. Um you wouldn't want to be putting extra strain on that right knee if you didn't have to, uh, not as long as Hastings and Brooks are kicking them okay anyway. So until he gets the goal kicking back, I'm going to say no. Um, but I think he goes to 5'8", and there's a different role there for Brooks. Maybe it's 14 or 9, mm. I don't know. He is a great player, though. Yeah, it will be interesting. I guess it's it's hard to say. with We don't know who the coach is going to be. I, I guess Kamali will, will yeah. stay there for the rest of the year, but we don't know what he's thinking. I look at their centres, Starfatoa and Naden, and I probably think... Maybe Dewey can go in there instead, but yeah, we'll wait and see. I do ask the question about the Tigers, and particularly Dewey, Nofaluma as well. I say here in the notes, Tigers to start to roll the dice. They've, they've, they're not playing finals footy this year. New coach, Brett Kamali, an attacking half in his own right. 
Let's have a look at the next run of fixtures here, the Tigers. So obviously the Seagulls this week, but then they head into the Bulldogs away, so just cross town. Then they go to New Zealand, an emotional game for the Warriors. Then the Eels around 17, they do play that bye week. So not the worst next month, but then it starts to turn. They get the Panthers, the Cowboys, and the Broncos. So if we are playing the Tigers, we want to pretty much do it from this week until round 17. Yeah, I'm with you because I do obviously play that by as we see there. And, you know, Manly, Dogs, Warriors, not a bad little run there. Who would you be looking at, really? We already mentioned Dewey, but he's not back for a couple of weeks. Um, I don't, I don't even know. Jackson Hastings, does he score well anymore? Dane yeah. Laurie, who are we looking at? Leilua, maybe? Yeah, potentially. Luch, um, super coach friendly game. I think it has to be Nofaluma, really. Um, he scored a couple of doubles. In those wins that they did have, those shock wins, I'd think of that afternoon against Parramatta where he scored a couple of tries off Hastings. So that's probably where I'd be playing if I was playing the Tigers and even Hastings himself if he can nail down that goal kicking. Um, nothing else on that game for mine, Tommy. That one Sunday afternoon, Campbelltown Stadium. Uh, you and I won't be heading out. We're going to go play some golf on the weekend. Yeah, we will. But if you if you listen to Super Coach 365 and you're from Campbelltown, please go to the game. The Tigers really need to get out to Campbelltown more, and they're only going to do it if uh, the crowd shows up. Okay. So the men from Campbelltown, not going to Campbelltown to watch the Tigers play, but <laughs> urging others from the 2566 or thereabouts to get out. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, okay. We'll be um, maybe enjoying the 19th hole while we watch this one. The Knights and the Panthers... Uh, 4 p.m. Sunday, McDonald Jones Stadium, the venue. Good news for Newcastle with Kurt Mann back. The bad news, Daniel Saifidi out injured. Ponga and Gagai set to back up, and so too will the Panthers. At least we think so anyway with uh, Cleary, Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, Steph Crichton, Brian Do'o, Jerome Luai, all named to return after turning out for the Blues. Yeah, six or seven huge names, and pretty much all of them are very super coach relevant. So I feel like... This game, more than any, will have a lot of, I guess, scrutiny on it in the 24 hours leading up to see if these players are going to play. Because uh, it's going to cause chaos if by Sunday, the third last game of the round, they're pulled out. Um, I don't know how you'd even replace it at that stage of the weekend. Uh, it's good to see them, they are named, though, because I thought I saw earlier in the week that they were a chance to just rest them all together. So, fingers crossed, they do show up on Sunday afternoon. We'll talk some captains, obviously, after... Uh, uh... And that break very, very soon. We're talking on our captain's call. But you mentioned there the importance of getting your players right on your field, the order in which they play. Nathan Cleary, a prime example. You're probably not going to be able to captain Nathan Cleary this week because, well, maybe you can put the vice captain at least, but Nico Hines looks a great captaincy option. We'll get to the Sharks game very soon. But the, but the Panthers, playing that Sunday, if Cleary's to be a late out, and you've got him on your field, suddenly names like Jerome Hughes, Cherry Evans perhaps, or uh, even Hines at halfback, you can't swap him by that point. Players would have been locked out. Yeah, I've got Blake Taft sitting as my reserve halfback, so I'm in all sorts if uh, Cleary goes down. So it's going to cause chaos, absolutely, and I think that's going to come into calculation with your captain choices. So we will go through our captains in a sec, and then obviously on our captain's call on Thursday. Uh, the Knights... Got a much-needed win a couple of weeks ago against the Warriors in what was a great game. This is a massive step up to play against Penrith. Uh, Milford, I would say, though, he, he's been looking decent. I actually think he's looked pretty good since he's come back. Mm. Getting a little bit fitter, hopefully. He might be able to lay on a try here. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. He's looked okay. Like, he's been on the ball. He, he's definitely a focal point of their attack, but just hasn't translated the scores. I think he's got a couple of 40s. Probably unlucky not to get a 60 against the Broncos. I think he had a try assist to Dane Gagai off the kick disallowed. So, again, probably a different conversation if that one's given. The Panthers expected to get the job done here and quite convincingly. a dollar eighteen favourites with top sport. The line minus 14.5. The Knights, $5 outsiders. So, um, there's some names there that, again, if they're out, that price will definitely change. So, maybe if you're playing early in the week, the Knights, small value. But I think the Panthers... New South Wales Cup team would probably beat Newcastle at the moment, so it may not matter. Yeah, if they win tomorrow night, they could be in celebration mode on Sunday and really put a score on. So, yeah, hard to go against Penrith, and even though it is tricky, I, I still want to have either the v, v, VC or the C on Nathan Cleary for this game. Just before we move on, just want to say how good that uh, Taylor May has been. A great score last week in the impacted bye week, and even Isaac Tungo. Uh, churned out a 58, had a try disallowed as well. So that could have been anything. 
We spoke about the top 10, top 10 draft at the start of uh, the podcast tonight. If you're doing a draft this time for next year, who goes first, Taylor May or Brian To'o, the origin winger or the rookie? I'll tell you what, uh, Taylor May is really... Like, who would have thought we would have this conversation in June this year? But um, yeah. Taylor May has been incredible. He's doing a lot of work as well. And just last thing on the Panthers, Kikau, he's in career form. He's playing absolutely incredible. He was awesome the other night. Yep, wants to win another premiership before he goes to the dogs to rot. So Kikau doing all he can to, <laughs> to, to make it two in a row before he never sees another premiership again. Um, let's get on to this game. Speaking of number one draft picks, revised draft rankings, Nico Hines, he'll be there for the Sharks on Sunday night this one 6 15 p.m kickoff uh, morton daly stadium redcliffe the venue here the warriors at home this will probably be their last game at redcliffe i think before they go back to new zealand four dollars 75 outsiders the sharks a dollar and 19 and the sharks are just boosted by the return of jesse ramey and it could go from bad to worse for the warriors yeah well the term flat track bullies gets thrown around a lot in the nrl and i reckon the sharks are this year's flat track bullies and you won't get a more flat track than this. This is, you know, Adelaide Oval or whatever. Uh, this is just easy. So, Nico Hines, no what swing, percentage no captaincy on Nico Hines this week? Seriously. Yeah, if he gets through, again, he's the 18th man for the Blues. So, barring a couple of head knocks and foul play, he won't get a start. Um, Nico Hines, if he's not 45% captained, I'll be shocked. Um, he's goal kicking. We saw him a couple of weeks ago at... Uh, Shark Park against the Warriors. What did he churn out? 178 or something? Um, phenomenal score, nonetheless. They should do it again, really. The Sharks, all things going to plan. Uh, we've spoken plenty about uh, the Sharks. Obviously, some good news for the Warriors amongst all the bad. Josh Curran has been named to return. He could be a name which we look to go to, but interesting to see how his role is impacted by some of those other back rowers there. And Tohu Harris, probably the obvious name we have to consider. Yeah, I look at this forward pack and it's it's weird because Josh Curran, I think, is probably almost their best forward now and he's on the bench, maybe just easing his, back, easing his way back into the side. I think to Harris's home, is it at lock, maybe? Or do we want Curran ball playing there? Mm. I, I don't know. It's a question for the next coach of the Warriors. <laughs> um, not much else doing really for the Warriors. For the Sharks, uh, Connor Tracy, he's a surprise omission to me. Maybe I'm biased because I own him in draft, but... I think he's been one of their most consistent players over the past couple of seasons. And yeah, I get Talakai and Ramey and are, are classy players, but I still would have had Tracy in there somewhere, personally. Yeah, got to find a spot for him. I think, I don't know who their bench is. I, I haven't studied the team that well. As long as Dale Finucane is out and McInnes is starting at lock, there probably is a space for Tracy there. Um, but anyway, not to be the case. And obviously, Wade and, and Finucane still out injured. Uh, Wade Graham in the extended reserves, but uh, unlikely to figure here. Um, you mentioned the Sharks there, one of those teams that do play round 17. So Ramian could be one of those names you look to. Uh, Ronaldo Molotalo, another one. He won't be there for Queensland. So again, probably this is a good gauge to look at someone like the Sharks or some of these players to figure in those by depleted weeks. Yeah, I think the Sharks are a big one. Um, we've mentioned a few times that their whole year, they seem to find a lot of easy games So in the draw. So I think... They're definitely someone to look at the moment. Cam McInnes is probably another one if mm. he can hold down his spot in the team. They do play the Storm in round 17, but the Storm will obviously be very weakened. So I think they're a great option at the moment. And yeah, I think Ronaldo Mortalo is possibly the pick of the bunch. Obviously, Talakai, if you're still hanging on to him, you'd think he's playing that week um, now that he's not in the Blues fold for game one. So again, if, they, if you're hanging on to him, you've been rewarded. Uh, if you've cashed out, you can't probably argue that either. Uh, let's leave that game there. Let's finish on Monday afternoon footy, a rare Monday game, the June long weekend. We get it here. Uh, and good to see some local rivals going at it. The Bulldogs and the Eels. The Eels welcome, welcome back, rather, uh, one of their fan favourites. Uh, and he could be in for a field day looking at the markets here, topsport.com.au. $1.15 the Eels, the start minus 15.5. The Dogs, $5.50 outsiders. Yeah, good game. This I think I always just like seeing the Dogs and the Eels go together, two of the most passionate fan bases in the comp, so it should be good on Monday afternoon. Uh, that man you're talking about, Sevo, I think he might be popular in the next few weeks. Uh, Para playing that 
round 17, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And he's been good in Supercoach in the past. If he can come back from his injury and not have lost too much of his speed and power, I think he's a decent option. Well, that's the question which I put to you here tonight. Are we diving straight into make a Sevo? Do we need to? Um, not a cut price because he hasn't played a game this year, so it may take some time to warm up. But let's go through these fixtures. The Bulldogs in round 14, obviously. Uh, looks a good game. Then they have the Roosters at home. So consider the Bank West or Combank factor there. The Rabbitohs away from home. So cross town. Again, probably more of a neutral venue, that one. And then the Tigers in round 17 as well. Then they take on the Warriors and the Broncos. So looking at that in isolation, that's probably six good games there for Makasivo and the Eels as a club. Yeah, it is. And I think like the Sharks, uh, the Eels player is going to be very popular the next few weeks to get in for that bye week where they play West and a few good games around it. So yeah, the likes of Mike Acevo, maybe even Clint Gutherson could be an option at fullback. Moses and Brown, definitely. Uh, so there's heaps of options for Parramatta players, I think. Yep, keep an eye on that. And maybe this is the first week of a couple of good weeks for the Eels uh, and make your mind up on Sevo and maybe some of those other names. Uh, in the coming weeks, heading into that bye round. For the Bulldogs, Jake Averello, again, named to play at fullback. What's doing with Matt Dufty? Jersey 19, but the 18th man, so again, probably doesn't figure here. And one of those popular trade-ins uh, of the past couple of weeks, leading up to round 13, Davida Pangai Jr., still forcing his way back from an injury. Uh, not f- expected to play here, named in the extended reserves after missing a couple of games with those back spasms. Yeah, frustrating uh, for everyone that brought him in because he missed the bye game despite you know being in a team that played. It's giving uh, a lot of minutes to Max King. He's got 63 and 55 points the past two weeks, and I know a lot of people still have him. I think he's in the top, at least the top 15 of most owned players in the game. I don't have him personally, but he's doing a good job for those who do. Yeah, I held on to him for that very reason of round 13 and probably got a little bit lucky, uh, not wishing injury upon anyone, but with Pangoy out. Um, more minutes there on offer for him, and he's done a job. And again, probably like Josh King, one of those names that will uh, look to be uh, sold in the coming weeks. Just on the Eels quickly as well, Sevo coming back sees Wonga Blake move into the centres. Tom Opacic drops out, and Will Pinasini, despite uh, suffering a head knock in the past couple of weeks, he's been good to go uh, in this game here. So uh, Pinasini's been good as well, one of those cheapies to start the year. He just keeps on producing scores, and... Um, someone that could end up being a keeper, much like an Isaac Tung or a Taylor May. Well, I did trade out of him personally, but I think if you've got him, you keep him now. You know, he'll play that bye week. There's no mm. point selling someone that's going to be there at the, at this point. So keep him there, and then he's doing enough of a job to, to hold him through to the end of the year, I think. That wraps us up. Eight games of round 14 to look forward to. Obviously, origin to happen between now and then. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to chat... Captains, some team updates, particularly for the Doji Cats, and then we'll get into a little bit of origin chat on the eve of Game 1. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport, feel the excitement. Don't let the game play, you stay in control, gamble responsibly. Yes, welcome back, Supercoach 365 Podcast, proudly sponsored, supported by, brought to you by uh, topsport.com.au again this year. Great to have Tristan's support, and obviously uh, it's been a, a good little partnership we've kicked on. Um, we obviously had the pre-season, season multi, which is travelling okay. The Roosters slightly letting us down there with the top six finish. A couple of weeks to look forward to them improving but we've got a special origin offer Tommy we'll uh, look forward to that at the back end of the podcast as well before that though let's chat some captains uh, looking at these fixtures who can we cherry pick we've already talked of Nico Hines on Sunday but what can we look forward to before that particularly with the vice captaincy yeah I think that's the that's the key vice captain early in the round and this great options on Sunday I think Friday night, if you wanted to be really ambitious, you could look at Drinkwater again in a game against the Dragons. He got 100 last week. It's not really a reason why he couldn't do it again. Or even looking a bit later in the round on Saturday afternoon, someone like Cody Walker against the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast, notoriously bad defence. Uh, Walker could definitely turn up. Yeah, just on Drinkwater, I think he's definitely a vice-captain option if Valentine Holmes is out. I think the goal-kicking is all important. Um, and if I knew he was goal-kicking last week, again, 
I thought, I hinted that Drinkwater might take the tee. I actually thought Chad Townsend would do the kicking. Uh, but no, good to see Drinkwater take the uh, shots on goal. If he's doing it again this week, again, no Valentine Holmes. I'm probably leaning towards Drinkwater there. You've mentioned Cody Walker for the Rabbitohs against the Titans. Uh, Melbourne Storm, there's a host of names we can look forward to here, but... The obvious ones are Munster and probably Grant if they back up. But Jerome Hughes, I just have a feeling that this is the week where Jerome Hughes flicks the switch. Yeah, and the Roosters probably aren't the strong defensive unit. You know, they were two, three seasons ago. So could be a game for Hughes to stand up with, like, the other, I guess, key players at Melbourne coming off the three-day backup. Uh, later in the week, obviously, the Broncos. Maybe no vice-captaincy options there, but... Uh, Again, you can probably look Sunday afternoon at Ruben Garrick every chance to score a try against the West Tigers. And then obviously later in the week, Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines on Sunday. Uh, good captaincy options there. Uh, what's doing with David Fafita? Is, is he, he's out for a couple of weeks, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He's been very frustrating uh, this year. I guess he was someone that would have been in our top 10 draft options. I think he yeah. had him fifth or sixth. And God, he wouldn't be in the top 50 at the moment. He's been out of... Uh, out of sight, out of mind. Just on the captaincy, Cleary and Hines. I think we've both said we're going to go with Hines. Yeah. But I, I'd, I'd love to be able to put the vice on Cleary. But I think in my own circumstances, I'd literally have to sell someone to be able to loop it just with the timings of the game. So it's yeah. going to be pretty tricky with the Panthers playing so late. All of those things to consider and uh, definitely big considerations uh, at that uh, leading into round 14. Check out our Instagram. As we say, it's one of the most supported so thank you for those who have got behind it. Uh, the captaincy call posts, we do it every week, uh, and hopefully we can impart some of our knowledge, albeit not always right, but last week we uh, we got it right. So um, stick tuned, or stay tuned rather, uh, to that this week. Tommy, let's talk some trading places. As I've said, I'm holding uh, my powder, keeping it dry to this point, but you've found reason, you've found way to make this one move. Yeah, one move this week, and I'm like you, I kind of don't want to... I'm in a bit of a holding pattern. I want to stop doing the trades because I've only got 15 left. But uh, Kristen Tupelo, too, I said at the top of the podcast, he was ordinary last week, uh, and it's time to go. He's got a higher break even now. Mainly don't play in that bye week in round 17, so not really much point keeping him. He's made a lot of money, though, and with that money, I can go to Ronaldo or Talo. Uh, he's been scoring really well this year. The Sharkies have a great run, and he plays round 17. So I just thought it was... With the Warriors game this week, Sharks versus Warriors, I thought it was a good time to do it. So it's just the one trade. The only other one I'm thinking of, which I probably won't do, was bringing in Ezra Mam for Blake Taff. But just until I know that Mam will have some job security, I just don't see the point. Yep, and uh, as you see there on your screens, as we do this on YouTube tonight, Tommy, with 15 trades remaining beyond this uh, and about $140,000 in the bank as well. So... Two trade boosts amongst all of that. They're going to have to be, you know, trades are going to be thin come the back end of the year. What's your plan? Because are you going to look to do one a week or have you just settled with the fact that, you know, maybe from rounds 22 onwards, you're not going to have any trades left? Yeah, I'm still going to have to do a few before round 17 to boost my number up there. So honestly, I'm probably expecting to only have, you know, be five or six or seven trades after round 17 and okay. uh just gonna have to hope for no injuries probably try to have a bigger squad so at least i can pick fit players every week and i think something you said is uh i'll let you take it away but you probably want to have a boost uh, towards the end of the year left over well this is what cost me last year i think i was rock solid about 500 overall leading into the final week and then i think i had nine players the last week which Sounds silly, but I was happy with that because there was a heap of players resting. I just wanted to consolidate that top 1,000 finish. It got to Sunday afternoon, West Tigers versus Bulldogs, and Moses and Bai pulled out. And that was the moment I knew. When I put my faith in Moses and Bai to get me a top 1,000 finish, that's when I knew I was fucking cooked. Anyway, that's just my sob story about last year. But on that, I'm not making the same mistakes twice. So I'm going to hold a couple of boosts to the back end of the season, maybe even round 24, round 25, if I can stretch it out that long. Particularly if you're making head-to-head semifinals, grand finals, and you want to play those sort of cash leagues. So a couple of strategies to take there. But you and I, Tommy, we play overall. So uh, may need to pull the trigger on a couple of those boosts um, before those final two weeks. Anyway, we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. No trades for me at this point. I am tempted still, though, by Ezra Mam. Uh, that minus 109 break even. 
if I'm going to move someone, it's probably like a Viliami Valaya, shift Joey Manu up to center wing, drink water down to fullback, and then that opens up the 5-8 slot for Ezra Mann. So that's where my head's at. Again, our final teams on our Instagram, Friday night, 7 p.m. That's where you'll get the Doja Cats and the Buds Battlers as they run out for round 14. Tommy, let's talk some state of origin. Game one tomorrow or Wednesday uh, night as you listen to this on Wednesday morning. Uh, this one here, the, the New South Wales Blues favourites in the market, $1.58 with topsport.com.au, $2.48 outsiders, the Queenslanders. We've said all along value about Queensland, but hard to look past the home team given we're expecting a big crowd at Accor Stadium tomorrow night. Yeah, it's so good to see, uh, I guess, Origin back in Sydney with a full capacity crowd. It's been a while since that. So I'm really looking forward to this game, as I've said for the last few weeks. Most of the look forward to Origin in a long time. Um, I think the game's set up to be really defensive. That's why probably unders, under 36.5 is my best bet of the night. I just can't see many points in the Blues team. I think they're set up to make it a real grinding affair. And if you go back through the stats over the last 10, 20 years even at a core stadium, these games are just littered with low-scoring tight games. So it's going to be hard to see it go overs, I think. Some of those stats you mentioned there, I won't mention the podcast, but I will say who provided it, Joel Kane, um, of a rival, uh, I wouldn't say rival, uh, we're not really a rival to them, but a rival agency. He says, eight of the nine last origins in Sydney have been decided by six points or less. Five of those games have been decided by two points or less. In 10 years, Queensland have not won by more than two points in Sydney. And obviously amongst all of that, the last time there was a 13-plus game at Accor Stadium was 2004. So if you're playing the, the markets, the big win, little win, or the, you know, the margin markets, it's definitely the 1-12 to 12 you'd be looking at. And probably even the tri-bet options, the minus, or any team by either 6.5 or 4.5 or less. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you completely. Um, and I just think a factor that hasn't been mentioned enough is the fact that, you know, last year, Turbo and Latrell were probably their two best players, the Blues, and they're yep. both out. I, I know they're a great team, they sort of Cleary Tedesco, but losing two of the best players in the game, it's going to be a massive impact. So I think I think Queens are a little bit of value, but uh, I'm probably just going to sit back and cheer on the unders, as boring as that is. <laughs> I say this every week. You back the unders every week. You're bloody sadistic. Anyway, <laughs> you and I, we're going to be writing this bet. Uh, we put this together thanks to our friends at Top Sport and obviously uh, got Tristan on the phone and said, look, we want to do something for our listeners. Can you bump up the odds a little bit? And that's exactly what he's done here for you and I and the listeners of the Supercoach 365 podcast. See it on your screens now or listen to us as we bring it to you on the podcast. Total points, under. So this is an original market. You can find this under Sport rugby league and then you'll find it as you scroll down supercoach 365 origin special here it is uh, the total points under 36 and a half so this is the same game multi anytime tries now get this this is getting a little bit fruity anytime tries after 7.59 minutes so in the eighth minute or later tedesco and Coates both to score a try after the eighth minute mark and either team to win by four points or less that was $58, but Tristan's just given us a little favor, a little tickle up the, the back end and said, here, $71, gamble responsibly. Um, have 5 or $10 on that. You'll be in the game for a long time, I think. Yeah, obviously, to get all of those, it, it will take some doing, but I, like we were both happy with those bets last week on this podcast, and $71, it'll be getting some of mine, that's for sure. Responsibly. Uh, as I say, you'll find that under your rugby league markets, uh, on topsport.com.au in the uh, left-hand side panel, SC365, original market, origin all market, as you see there. Uh, on your screens here, $71. Again, um, James Tedesco and Xavier Coates to score a try. Not unreasonable. The eight-minute there is a tricky thing, but again, we're expecting a low, tight, tough, grinding style of origin. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if that gets very close, that bet. $71, it's worth a couple of dollars. Yeah, absolutely, and... Obviously, as Ryan says, gamble responsibly. But you only need to get gamble very smallly on a on a, a bet that's seventy one dollars. So enjoy. Tomorrow, skip your morning coffee, save the five dollars, put it in your account responsibly, then wake up Thursday morning and drink the coffees. Have two coffees on Thursday, courtesy of uh, the Supercoast three six five boys and topsport.com.au. Tommy, let's finish with this. Uh, some listener questions, some Q and A's. We love this part of the podcast every week. 
and of course we do this via our Instagram you can get us at supercoach365 drop us a line on a Tuesday afternoon uh, we'll talk about it on the podcast couple to get through here before we wrap it up tonight uh, first one here from Carol Fox Sevo worth a look in or play it safe with Campbell Graham yeah good question um, that's pretty much sums it up you know um, Graham's probably the safer option Sevo could maybe have a higher ceiling I'll probably get Campbell Graham but good question as we say, they both have a good run, don't they? We mentioned Cody Walker and looking to target Souths, and he would be a name, but yeah, uh, Campbell Graham, another one there, Latrell Mitchell perhaps uh, coming back from injury. Couldn't knock you for settling on either of those. Uh, Brizzy underscore Kiwi, still on Maker Sevo, says, is Sevo a pod? He's been killing it at the reserve grade level and versus the Doggies this week. Be interested to see in terms of the pod numbers how many players actually trading in for round 14. I think if you're going to go to him, you may as well this week with the Dogs game in mind. What do you, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think you don't want to miss that. And obviously then they have the Roosters, maybe a, a slightly more difficult fixture, but then the Rabbitohs. But the damage could be done, couldn't it? If he comes out and scores a hat-trick this week, suddenly you've missed the points and you're chasing your tails. So if you are going to go that way and trust your gut, maybe this is the week to do it. Speaking of trusting your gut, how about this? Alex Brigger says, is Michael Molo a trap? Trap for who? Do we have New Wales Cup super coaches on? <laughs> nah, Jax, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's on the bench for the Dragons. I I don't see the value. Personally. No, I wouldn't. Alex, come on, mate. You listen to this podcast every week. We've not once mentioned Michael Molo, um, and I think this may be, very well be the last time that we do. Vices and Virtues says, Ma'am in. Clap, 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 clap. Hard to, uh, hard to argue, as we say there. Negative 109 break-even. Yeah, job security is the only issue, but it's a bit like Karaz a few weeks ago. Like, he's going to make 100k, so it's hard to say no. Carol, again, Carol Fox says, man, a no-brainer. Yeah, sort of just backs up what we say there. Hard to say no, but the only question is, and he puts this to us here, uh, they have 13 trades remaining, but they, they say that their team is two players from finished. Believe me, your team is never finished. It's not finished because you'll get injuries, you'll get suspensions. It's, it's never done until round 25 at 6 p.m. when the, the scores are settled. Yeah, in a similar boat to me, I've only got 15 left. That's probably what, why I'm not bringing in, man. But, yeah, I don't think you're ever two players from finish. We've still got four months left, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one here from Tobes underscore zero four. Grant and Billy Smith to Lomax and McInnes, obviously uh, looking at round 17 quite heavily there, uh, trading out the origin hooker with a big break even and Billy Smith, whose time in first grade is surely limited. I know you're not the biggest fan of Billy. Um, I will say big yes to that one. I like both trades. Yeah, McInnes is warming up. And check over at the NRL Physio's Twitter account. If you have Twitter, I'm sure he posted it on Instagram as well. He did some good numbers there on uh, Cam McInnes. And importantly, how he's getting back to uh, some of his best numbers in regards to not only minutes played, but base and power output as well. Um, Adam Blundell says uh, Captain Graham or Garrick looks to be Captain Campbell Graham this week which uh, I think he just means Campbell Graham or Garrick oh sorry sorry <laughs> you're right uh, Campbell Graham or Garrick no captaincy on uh, on the Rabbitohs centre this week I'm gonna that's a good question not really good one I'm gonna say Campbell Graham just cause Garrick good game this week but then he goes Cowboys Storm bye so I just don't know if there's a great run coming up for him and Campbell mm-hmm. Graham is gonna be playing that whole time yeah, Garrick, the incentive of the allure there was the round 13 game against the Warriors. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, Carol again, just flooding the inbox tonight. Sell one, play one this week. Satilli versus the Melbourne Storm or Aiken versus the Sharks. Both are on the chopping block, though. If you had to sell one, you had to play one. Tell me, who are you playing? Maybe play Aiken, but I, I don't know. You've been probably following Tupanua closer than I have. How, how's he been going? Mate, I say this every week. He'll score an 80. He looks like a, a beast mode. He was he was their attack against the Raiders last week. The week before, again, it's a 12 or a 17 or a 19. It just happens with Satili. Um I think he's a great second row. I think he's a great try-scoring second row. It just doesn't... I don't know. I've said a couple of times, this Roosters back row rotation, it's just enough to do your head in. So on that alone, I'd probably be looking at you and Aiken um, just on that. But I'm holding Satili, so... Again, a little bit contradictory there. Uh, last one here. Again, from Mason Batman 1. Bring in Sevo. There's plenty of questions about Maker Sevo, and it's it's easy to see why. 
Yeah, I feel like Sevo and Mamba are going to be the two brought in mostly this week. I'm not bringing him in mainly because I just don't have a lot of trades to play with, but if I did, I probably would. Yeah, again, Sevo probably one of those names. If you're going, go hard this week. You don't want to miss that score of, you know, 100 and uh, whatever it could be against uh, the Bulldogs. The, the Tail and May, again, a case last week down that left side, Isaac Tung or another. That is where they can see the tries. The Bulldogs, Tommy, let's leave it there. Massive episode tonight um, on the eve of Origin. How exciting um, and plenty to look forward to after Wednesday night and eight games of footy back on the weekend. Yeah, what a few days coming up, Origin, and then back to eight games, which is always great. Bring it on. Don't forget, we've said it a couple of times, gamble responsibly, of course, but I'll tell you one more time. Get on that Top Sport special, $71. If it comes up, we'll be talking about it at length on the podcast next week. Ryan and Tommy, this is the Supercoach 365 podcast. Enjoy your Origin 40. We're looking forward to that. Tonight, go to the Blues, round 14. We look forward to that as well. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.